0: I almost ran out of air there. Woo! That was close. That was very close. Again, I did it. It was very easy this week. Week 8, Halloween week. I had no reason to look at the games. Absolutely none. Though I will admit when we were counting the candy and organizing the candy, I did take a peek at the live broadcast for uh, Tampa Bay-New Orleans. I had to see the end of that game. It was a fun game. Fascinating game. Adam Troutman drawing the pass interference, the holding call to get the Saints into field goal position, and I liked what I saw from Adam Troutman getting the targets and you know blocking on the edge against cornerbacks, just just leveling leveling guys and blocking them out to out of bounds, blocking them into the stands. This guy is a two way tight end. He is the next Dallas Goddard, and we saw with Dallas Goddard this week he did the thing that we wanted, which was He was on the field full-time, all the snaps, and ran all the tight end routes. Route participation incredibly high, target share 50%. So if you have the snap share, the route participation rate, and the target share, and they're all popping, popping, popping without Zach Ertz, there's still time to get Dallas Goddard. He has not broken out and melted faces. No tight end one week yet for Dallas Goddard, where he's the number one tight end overall. That's going to happen Get ready for it. Down the line, it's going to happen with with Adam Troutman. So with Adam Troutman, you want to get him in Dynasty, wherever possible. In seasonal leagues, you want Dallas Goddard now more than ever. Just be thankful they didn't throw the ball at all. They throw the ball less than 20 times. There's no way Dallas Goddard can can truly go nuclear. But uh, when they do, he will. First game, Panthers-Falcons. Yikes. Yikes. I was hoping for better game conditions. We talked about this on the starter stream show. A lot of really bad options at quarterback this week. Do you start Matt Ryan? Am I streaming? Teddy Bridgewater, Taylor Hineke, no good options. T- Sam Darnold was a better option than those guys, and yet Sam Darnold, nothing. Right? Sam Darnold is what we thought he was. Gave you the 66 rushing yards, though, and that's that saved you in some cases. So... Chuba Hubbard, 82 yards and a touchdown. I mean, just uh, that. This was a Chuba Hubbard week. Just didn't give you the catches. We were fooled early by Chuba Hubbard commanding six, seven, eight targets. Now we're looking up, and now consecutive weeks where he's getting one, two, three targets. This is what he is. He's not a target magnet. He's not a replacement to Christian McCaffrey. He's just a placeholder. McCaffrey's supposed to be back this week. I'll believe it when I see it. Supposed to be back this week. Amir Abdullah, five targets. Hey, right? They, there was a whisper campaign that this was going to be an Amir Abdullah week. He got eight carries and five targets. Wow, right? I mean, 11 touches for Amir Abdullah. If I told you uh, Amir Abdullah would have 11 touches, and he's, he's athletic, like shifty, you would think, oh, this guy's a – you could stream him in, in flex against Atlanta, 11 touches, hell yeah. Yeah, he might, he might give you a quarter L. Patterson week. But no, Patterson again with the touchdown. <laughs> like, this guy, he's amazing. Patterson's running so pure, but Mike Davis continuing to look good as a runner. I mean, Mike Davis, he's trucking people. He's cutting back against the grain. He Looked pretty good. He, didn't he hurdle a guy? He hurdled a guy straight out of bounds. I was like, wait, is that Mike Davis? That's, that's the 28-year-old Mike Davis? This is not a dusty player. Now might be the time. Now might be the time you could start accepting offers for L. Patterson. He's not going to get receiving touchdowns most weeks. Nine carries. The team lost to the Panthers. They're 3-4. and four. They need to blow this thing up. He's over 30 years old. I'm not as excited moving forward about Corderell Patterson. I liked him this week, but we'll see. We'll see. The problem is, without Calvin Ridley, who's their number one? Right? Who's their number one? Five targets almost got him to be the target leader on the team. He was one away. Mike Davis, Kyle Pitts, and Tajay Sharp were the target leaders. And Tajay Sharp's not gonna be the target leader most often. Where was where was Russell Gage? I started Russell Gage in a deep league. Where what where was he? Anybody see Russell Gage? Popular DFS pick with no Calvin Ridley. Just funny. The free square wide receiver strikes again. The free square wide receiver is typically a DFS trap, and it happened again this week. Hilarious. Hilarious. Russell Gage, hilarious. Mike Davis, six targets. So Mike Davis actually out-targeted Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson's snap share has not really increased much. But until Calvin Ridley returns, you can't trade Cordero Patterson. You can put put some feelers out there. Someone might actually overpay. Until someone overpays, just hold. But if... Hopefully, Calvin Ridley comes back and says, hey, I, I, I've I, I've addressed my mental health issues. I feel much better. I'm back. The moment I hear Calvin Ridley is going to be active, I'm going to try to trade Cordell Patterson. But not until then. Not until then. Another 5-for-5 five five game. This guy's catch rate is like close to 100%. I sell touchdowns. If a guy is scoring an inordinate number of touchdowns, aberrant touchdown scoring, I'm going to go ahead and trade that guy. But you have the headwind of touchdown variants with the tailwind of the target conservation with no Calvin Ridley, oh, they just collide in the air and then it's just a hold, right? It's just, it's like buy, sell, hold, buy, sell, hold. Like that's, that's what's going on right now. Calvin Ridley returns. I'm, I'm finally going to trade Quarterall Patterson. It's going to be a race. Does Calvin Ridley return before your league's trade deadline? That's going to be the big question. And DJ Moore is finding a way to be reasonably productive, 10 fantasy points, in a game where Sam Darnold threw for 129 points. I mean, this, this DJ Moore, he's a magician. He somehow gets you 10 fantasy points out of nothing. Uh, Robbie Anderson, though? <laughs> Rob, Rob, where's Robbie Anderson? What would Robbie Anderson do? Oh, yeah, he had a target. right? He had a target. And Shy Smith. Ugh, I was hoping for a little Shy Smith this week. Turns out the Atlanta defense is better. Then advertised. I can't believe we talked about this game as much as we did. And Kyle Pitts, it's going to happen. He's a tight end. (laughs) He's still the tight end one in Dynasty. Don't worry, right? But the tight end position is is volatile. Let's let this play out. Good game plan by Carolina to stop Kyle Pitts. The Jets won. If you tune in to the starter stream show Sunday morning, uh, a chat question came in. uh, Give me one line to bet on in Vegas. I said, "Oh, Jets! Take the Jets! Take the points. Eleven. They were getting plus eleven. I was like, plus eleven, plus four twenty-five on the money line. I didn't. I didn't say money line. I just said take them against the spread. Home dog plus eleven. It's the Bengals. Come on, man. I mean, let's get serious. They're they're treating it like like the Bengals were, you know." The Cardinals or the, the Buccaneers or the Bills. I was like, come on, man. We're not, we're not at that place yet. Slow down on the Bengals. And let's see what these Jets can do. This is my, my favorite bet is when there's quarterback uncertainty or cornerback turnover. And everyone just assumes that Mike White's bad because his name's Mike White and no one's heard of him. That he must be bad. He must be bad. Right? But he has size. He's 6'5", 225. He's not athletic. He runs a 4'10". Right? But what did he do in college? It's why we have Player Profiler. You can look these things up. You can see his highlights. Scroll down on the Mike White player page, and you can see Western Kentucky, 4,300 yards, 4,100 yards. The guy was super prolific and a big indicator, not only the yardage, but the touchdown-to-interception ratio was excellent. So an excellent touchdown-to-interception ratio on big yardage. So that's, that's an indicator. I mean, that was the, the rationale for drafting Baker Mayfield. At the 101, was not only is this guy prolific, but he takes care of the football. Well, that was Mike White, and the players are saying Mike White's a dog. I'm like really, Mike? Mike White's a dog? You look at his headshot. Like how could this guy be a dog? And you look up, and it's like, oh shit, oh wow, what a performance by Mike. This is 400 yards. Holy shit! Right? How do he do it? Well, 20 targets to running backs. Michael Carter. 14 targets. Ty Johnson six targets. Just taking what the defense gives him, taking care of the football. You love to see it. You, this is this is gorgeous. What a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous box score for the Jets here. Elijah Moore six for six. You love to see that 100% catch rate for Elijah Moore. Denzel Mims got in there, got hurt, but was in there. More receiving yards than Keelan Cole. That was that was a nice encouraging signal. We had T. Higgins uh, getting close to 100 yards. That's nice. Uh, Chase bailed us out with a touchdown. You always love to see that. Mixon, two touchdowns. Right after we, 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 we were pounding the table on the Sonic Truth podcast, which dropped on Saturday, to get Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's going to be a big riser up the Dynasty rankings. He's going to be top 10 very soon. That was the prediction from Nate List. He wasn't an efficient runner. Doesn't matter. 33 rushing yards. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Why? Why? Activity in the passing game and touchdowns. That's what scores fantasy points, not rushing yards. Mixon was awesome with 33 rushing yards. Meanwhile, Ty Johnson, 15 rushing yards, and Ty Johnson gives you 20 fantasy points. Love it. You love to see it from Ty Johnson. Anyone that drafted Ty Johnson, the final, the final, the absolute final round, Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, promo code UNDERWORLD, a lot of you were drafting Ty Johnson with your final pick. You did it right. Now, you can play the Pickems. We have the Pickem Generator with our DFS Dominator, Underdog Fantasy promo code Underworld. It used to be a 10% instant deposit match. You deposit 10, you get 10. Now, you deposit 100, you get 100. Whoa, Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Even though that game was you know, like a video game, video game numbers, not as many talking points. Except Mike White's gonna have that job for the next next couple of weeks, and good for him. I'm excited for the Mike White era. And shame on everyone who didn't bother to look up Mike White's stats and just dismissing him. Oh, it's gonna be the Flacco show. Really? Not sure about that. You think you think Flacco thinks he's gonna play next week? Do you think he's gonna think he's preparing to start next? No. Now Flacco looks up and is like, oh, I guess I guess I'm a backup. Yeah, yeah, Joe, you're a backup. Rams. This was interesting in that Deshaun Jackson is holding out midseason. Rumors that there's a trade in place for him to go to Kansas City. I hope he does. And without Deshaun Jackson, my guess is Van Jefferson performed well, and he did, 88 yards. Gave you 10-plus fantasy points. Cooper Cup, as usual, set your watch by it. But also Robert Woods. Robert Woods, inefficient. Bailout touchdown on an inefficient day. It turns out the big loser with this Rams offense is Tyler Higby. Woof. Efficient, but just the, the targets aren't there for him. They want to feed those big three receivers, and they're doing that. You love to see it. Also, Darrell Henderson, two touchdowns. This is why. This is why you want Darrell Henderson. One of the questions on the starter stream show was Should I trade A.J. Brown for Darrell Henderson? I was like, Yeah. I'm like, really? And then A.J. Brown goes nuclear. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, would I do it now? Uh, It's a different conversation because there's no Derrick Henry. But back before the Derrick Henry injury, when Tennessee was a run-first offense, and Darrell Henderson was the featured back, the clear number one for one of the NFL's best offenses with an all-purpose skill set, it was an easy call. Now, not so easy. It's going to be the A.J. Brown show, and Sonny Michelle gets in there with nine carries, but those were later. This is the Darrell Henderson show in Los Angeles. He's a top 10 running back in fantasy. And top 10 running backs, week to week, are a hell of a lot harder to find than boom performances from wide receivers. You can often find a wide receiver to plug and play, even in deep leagues. But the deeper you go, the harder it is. So that's why sometimes you get frustrated by analysts. It's like, well, how deep is the league? Is it a 10-team league? Is it an eight team league? It depends. If it's a deep league, then there's more incentive. The deeper you go, there's more incentive to go out there and get the Darrell Henderson running backs because you know you can always manufacture points at wide receiver. You can find a way to get 10 points from the wide receiver position. Nico Collins gave you 10 points, right? Good luck just finding a running back on waivers that are gonna get you 10 points. And then also Darrell Henderson's gonna score more touchdowns on the season than A.J. Brown as well. But at this point, A.J. Brown, without Derrick Henry, and with Julio Jones perpetually injured, just can't get over the lower body injuries, in particular the hamstring, I wouldn't be surprised if A.J. Brown was the number one wide receiver in fantasy moving forward. It's the law of the conservation of opportunity as well as targets and touches when you're talking about Derrick Henry being out for the year. And I love to see this in Houston. Oh, you love to see Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan gets activated. He goes out and he gives you 12 fantasy points, 13 fantasy points. You love seeing that. You love seeing that from a young tight end. So Brevin Jordan eclipsing now rookie tight ends like Hunter Long. He beat Hunter Long to the active lineups. like, oh, Hunter Long's a third-round pick. Prefer Hunter Long. But now Hunter Long's still inactive. Mike Gusecki's playing well. And they're handing the keys to Brevin Jordan in Houston, and I'm all for it. Hope he didn't bench Brandon Cooks. Law of the conservation of targets and the say it with me, Tom Savage corollary: uniting for Brandon Cooks once again. Just six targets, but he's also good. This is the thing: good at football, target conservation, Tom Savage, <laughs> all everything coming together for six for 80 and a touchdown. 20-plus fantasy points for Brandon Cooks. Yes, please. Scotty Phillips. Scotty Phillips looking like the possible primary back for the Texans in the weeks ahead. Stash Scotty Phillips in very deep leagues. I already have, and I will more. Cody Carpentier surfaced him on the Undercovered Ops show, and this is why you listen to Undercovered Ops, because of Scotty Phillips. Is he good? No. Is he a guy? Yes. Do you want him in fantasy football moving forward to deep leagues? Yes. Dolphins, Bills. What is this? 26-11? Gross. What the... F- Jesus. Tua. Tua's good against bad teams and refuses to ever show up against good teams, especially the Bills. Oh, the Bills have Tua's number. One day, Tua might have a good game against the Bills, but it never, might never happen. Ooh, the Gap continuing to close with Ahmed and Gaskin. Ugh, the Gap ugh, just slowly closing. Waddle. Oh boy, oh Waddle, what are you doing, Waddle? With the 2.5 yards per target, oh God, puke! You don't have your first round pick for that. That's really that. That was that's this. <laughs> is this this is what you were hoping for, Miami? Is it is it worth it? Getting Jalen Waddle for a top five pick next year, worth it? No. And strangely, Emmanuel Sanders, zero fantasy points. Couldn't have seen that coming. I lost the bet. With Cody Carpentier, I'm going to have to wear the, uh, this uh, moose on my head for a show. I don't know which show. Maybe waiver Wired. I don't know. We'll wear it at some point. Friar Muth outscored Sweeney, but we made the bet before Eric Ebron was declared out, unfortunately. Hey, Gabe Davis! Gabe Davis, this was a Rich Rebar special. He said, no Dawson Knox, expect more 10 personnel." And four wide receiver sets. Gabe Davis is going to be in there. Gabe Davis, 29 yards, touchdown. This is why. This is why you can plug and play, stick and move, and get 10 to 15 fantasy points from wide receiver. But if you needed a running back and you had the opportunity to play Henderson but couldn't, but instead had to play Scotty Phillips, Ah! right? You're so much worse off. A guy like Scotty Phillips, the idea that he could give you 10 to 15 fantasy points is like, he, he would, he's got to seize that job outright. It could happen later this year, but it's not not easy to microwave points at running back. Much easier to microwave points at receiver, once again. Otherwise, this game, not interesting. God, what a terrible week of football. Look at this. Oh, God. Steelers-Browns, 15-10. Eagles-Lions, 44-6. Jesus. Ew. Hurts 103 yeah so I was wrong I was big wrong on Jalen Hurts luckily it didn't hurt anybody because well hurt unless you were starting Hurts over Stafford or Hurts over Tannehill most people didn't have those decisions to make it was more Bridgewater it was Henicky, it was Ryan, it was Darnold, all these bad quarterbacks flamed out. So you probably won your matchup anyway. Unless you were going against Stafford, you probably won your matchup even if you started Hurts. Because I said, listen, Hurts shreds bad teams. Hurts destroys bad teams. This is what he's a professional bad team destroyer. So I loved Hurts this week against the Lions for this reason, even though in most other situations... I prefer to chase the game environment. I prefer to say, hey, there's a good quarterback on the other side of the field that's going to propel the other quarterback to have to throw more and score more fantasy points. You want to find a quarterback that is going to find himself in a shootout. Philadelphia at Detroit did not project to be a shootout. So I violated my own principle for streaming quarterbacks and touting quarterbacks week to week because I just caught myself game log watching on Jalen Hurts. I did it. I was game log watching thinking, look at this guy. He's crushing Atlanta. He's crushing Kansas City. Rich Rebar and I, were we were game log watching together on the last show, the Mind of Mansion show. And I was wrong. I was wrong. The Jalen Hurts crushes bad teams rule appears to have been a small sample trap. A fake rule of thumb. I apologize. I was wrong. Gainwell? What? What? I knew a few things in advance. A few things before I cracked open these box scores. Because I did check a couple fantasy scores before going live today. Mm. Mm Mmm-mm-mm. Something happened. With Gainwell, no injury? There was no injury to Gainwell? I'm going to look up the, the touch distribution by quarter. What? Gainwell got most of his touches in the fourth quarter, not the first? I figured that they just didn't play Gainwell because they were blowing out the Lions, so they didn't need to play Gainwell. I assumed he got most of his touches early. He actually got most of his touches late. They played their running backs in reverse. This is, this is stupid. Eagles are stupid. This is the stupidest 44-6 game I've ever seen. Why did they do that? is a valuable asset. You don't want to play him in the fourth quarter. You want to play Jordan Howard in the fourth quarter. What the fuck is going on here? Jalen Rager hurt on an overturned touchdown. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, one of the most apropos injuries in the history of football. Rager going out on an overturned touchdown paves the way for Quez Watkins. This is what I'm talking about. Quez Watkins, only two for 18. He's available in every fantasy league. You can stream him next week. You want those 10 to 15 fantasy points from your wide receiver? You need that? This is why. Because Quez Watkins will give it to you with no Jalen Rager next week. And and DeAndre Swift hit his downside projection, not his upside projection. Sad. Really sad. But Jamar Jefferson getting in there, you love to see quality running backs that were disrespected by the NFL scouting industrial complex like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Jefferson because the scouts for the Eagles disrespected Justin Jefferson and all the NFL scouts disrespected Jamar Jefferson and he gets in there gets a touchdown you love to see it also four for four in the passing game Jamar Jefferson someone you should be stashing in deep leagues it's dynasty deep leagues DeAndre Swift show in Detroit that's uh, Let's not bury the lead here. He's fine. He'll be fine. What's next? Oh, this the Steelers. Bra- I don't want to talk about this. Ben Roethlisberger, just gross. Just dinking and dunking his way down the field. Oh God. Thirteen targets for Deontay Johnson. Seven for Friermuth. Only five for Claypool. Fucking Ben Roethlisberger, and he wins the game. They're four and three. I I was. Planning to talk to Anan this week on the decision point show coming off another Steelers loss. They would be three and four. We call my my father-in-law. Now we can't call my father-in-law. We can't we can't mock him for this. You love to see Fryermuth, though. Fryermuth breaking out. Seven target game, fourteen, fifteen fantasy points from a rookie tight end. Hugely encouraging. Target him in tight end premium dynasty leagues. Move mountains to get him. I want him. He's, he, he, he's going to be popping on the Dynasty rankings. Playerprofiler.com. Click on Dynasty Deluxe. You can check him out there. They update later in the week. Firemuth, Whoop! And the Browns. I have nothing to say about this team. Nothing. Nothing. No takes. I'm take-free on the Browns. Just <clears throat> 49ers. Wow. Big comeback win against the Bears. Good for them. Justin Fields. Oh, baby. 100 rushing yards from Justin Fields with a touchdown. That's what I'm talking about. As much as I like Khalil Herbert, big fan of Khalil Herbert, called it on the Waiver Wired show, famously. Call of the year, Khalil Herbert on the Waiver Wired show. But I'd rather have Justin Fields get this rushing production. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. There's a highlight. Let's watch a highlight. Oh, oh, oh. oh there he goes. Look at this. He runs 75 yards horizontally and then finally goes upfield for 25 yards. Doesn't matter. Impressive. Debo Samuel. Oh, look at all that yak. Look at the yak and the advanced box score on Debo Samuel. Whoa, baby. Oh, you love seeing it. You love seeing this. Mm, 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 Allen Robinson, three for 21. We mentioned he was droppable last week. Still droppable. But Justin Fields, very encouraging. Very encouraging. He's not dead. Rich Rebar, good news on Justin Fields. Not dead yet, my friend. And Brandon Ayuk, five targets starting to happen. Starting to happen. Look at this, a little little spark, right? Engine starting to warm up a little bit. Start to see the light coming on a little bit. Start to see a glow somewhere deep inside on Brandon Ayuk. I like seeing it. I like what I'm seeing. Slow ramp up, warming the engine, maybe by week. 16-17 Brandon Ayuk will actually drop a wide receiver one performance. Derrick Henry, though. We know Derrick Henry out for the year. Sad. (laughs) Darrington Evans has his chance. Also out for the year. Just the worst luck. (laughs) If you're Darrington Evans and you're looking up and you're like, I had my chance and this was the week. And I can't play. I'm out. I would be sobbing. If I were Darrington Evans, because you you have so many chances in the NFL. Just ask his teammate. Jeremy McNichols has been in the league five years. Not able to get a a whiff. He was relegated to number three running back this week. Week eight. And he looks up and now he's the primary guy. It's all about McNichols. He's going to be the number one waiver ad by leaps and bounds. I know they're bringing in Adrian Peterson. Don't care. Yeah. Spoiler alert on the Waiver Wired show. Get Jeremy McNichols. Jeremy McNichols has an all-purpose skill set. He has size. He has explosiveness, receiving skills. I've always wanted to see Jeremy McNichols in a primary back role. We're finally going to see it. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for him. He deserves it. Hang around the league this long. He deserves it. Oh. Oh. Ashton Doolin. What? Why? Why? Uh, he has eight targets in two games and no yards. Fuck. Why? Mm. Zach Pascal doubled his targets? That's This is a joke. This is a joke. Ashton Doolin drew a pass interference call on a deep target. Would have been a touchdown. Getting separation down the field. All Carson Wentz is doing, airmailing Ashton Doolin. But now the concussion to T.Y. Hilton opens up opportunity again. Ashton Doolin's snap share and route participation rate was down last week with Hilton back. It's going to come back next week. Keep that truther candle burning for Ashton Doolin. Michael Pittman looks the part, right? Michael Pittman, 10 catches, 2 touchdowns. Ex-receiver Michael Pittman, yeah! Love seeing it. love to see it same thing from A.J. Brown 10 catches but the difference why A.J. Brown's better than Michael Pittman twice as many yards (laughs) on the same catches because A.J. Brown is not just able to win against press coverage on the outside he has incredible yards after the catch ability that's the difference between Brown and Pittman the yards after the catch but Pittman oh his dynasty value also skyrocketing he's essentially the Dallas Goddard of wide receivers And Jonathan Taylor doing what Jonathan Taylor does. 50-plus receiving yards, a touchdown on the ground. Jonathan, What can you say about Jonathan Taylor? Love this guy. Love Jonathan Taylor. Love him. Jaguars. Seahawks. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. Geno Smith, somehow, someway, an efficient game. We had him as one of our priority streamers on the Fab Guidance and Streaming post on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash podfather. Because it's Jacksonville. Because, hey, Jacksonville. And I didn't love that game environment. Looking at Hineke and Teddy as possible streamers, didn't love that game environment. Didn't love Darnold. Like Geno Smith this week. Why? Weapons. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. There are questions do I start Lockett this week? I said, start Lockett this week on the starter stream show. Remember, it's Tyler Lockett. And Geno Smith's not going to throw to the tight end. He's not going to throw to the number three receiver. He's going to throw to Lockett and Metcalf. Metcalf and Lockett. He's going to lock into one of those two guys. And there goes Lockett. Lockett's really good. Like, at the end of the day, Lockett is just a very, 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 very talented wide receiver. That's what matters. He can do it all. He can separate horizontally. He can separate vertically. He has great hands. He's very versatile. You can run him on reverses. You can play everywhere. Double moves. He can beat press coverage. You'll love Tyler Lockett because... He's just so good, so versatile, and he can win in so many different ways. You have to start these guys. You can't allow yourself to get anchored and convinced to bench players based on one or two bad games in a row. you got to say no to fantasy PTSD when you know the player is excellent and they're going to get opportunity, and in this case, it was against a soft secondary, and he just shredded them. That's what Tyler Lockett does. He shreds opposing secondaries, and he's very volatile. Week to week, he's volatile. So you lean into that volatility. So he was 3 for 30 last week. So what? Keep starting him. Why? Because he's Tyler Lockett. And we know going into this, he's going to have a bunch of 3 for 30 weeks, and he's going to follow those up with 12 for 140, benching Tyler Lockett. I couldn't believe that when I heard it. And the option to start another player instead of, of Tyler. I wish I could go back and look at the chat log and look at who this wayward buzzard was considering starting over Tyler Lockett. I was embarrassed for him. I was like, what are you doing, man? This is Tyler Lockett. Had <laughs> the same exact <laughs> verbatim rant about why you can't bench Tyler Lockett on the Starter Stream show, Sundays, 11 o'clock, and DJ Dallas, always truth ring for DJ Dallas. what do you do? One carry. James Robinson's out. It's now a foot or ankle injury, which always scares me. So I'm assuming he's going to miss. They're like, oh, well, he could have come back in. Oh, they're saying it was minor. Yeah. Well, they said that about Dalvin Cook's ankle injury slash foot injury, and he missed the following week. Most players, when they leave the game and don't come back, no matter what the coach says, are not playing the following week. So streaming Carlos Hyde next week isn't recommended, (laughs) but it will be an option. And DK Metcalf doing it with efficiency. This is what we love about the alpha receivers, the top five dynasty receivers. They do it in different ways. Some of them do it with volume, like Tyler Lockett. He's not a top five dynasty receiver, but 12 for 13, 140 yards. Tyler Lockett did it with volume and efficiency. Metcalf did it with efficiency and touchdowns. So you can do it with volume or efficiency or touchdowns, and you always are guaranteed good weeks. When the top receiver can do two of those things in one week. Metcalf did two of those things. Lockett did two of those things. But Metcalf does two of those things most weeks. Which is why he's Metcalf. And it's why A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown. And why Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. And Justin Jefferson's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. God, I give you all so many more than just 10 takeaways every week. So many more takeaways than just 10. An obscene number of takeaways. It's just it's, it's top takeaways for the week. Why say 10? Why 10? Just obscene takeaways for the week. Just an incredible volume of takeaways per week. That's the new show title. Mac Jones, just enough. Mac Jones just doing just enough. Hand the ball to Damian Harris and do just enough. They have a different game plan every week in New England, and you can tell whether or not they're going to activate Stevenson or they're going to activate Taylor. Taylor was active last week, Stevenson this week. So that's something to monitor. Who the Patriots are activating at running back will tell you their game plan. They wanted to go heavy this week. So, Stevenson, Stevenson week. And no one popped in the box score other than Damian Harris, and that's okay because they got the win. Interesting, though, Nikhil Harry, 2-for-2 for 30 yards. We'll keep monitoring Nikhil Harry, but he's making progress. This is big. This is big. And Mike Williams is... A cautionary tale for those overextrapolating early season performances. When you zoom out on Mike Williams, he has a long history of 800 to 1,000 yards and completely randomized touchdown counts. This was Mike Williams for the first five years of his career. So when you're ranking players and you're prioritizing players or deciding whether to trade players, trade for players, sell high on a player, you want to zoom out and see what that player has done for their entirety of their career, not just the last six weeks. So, Mike Williams had a great six week run. And I'm not saying he's not going to have great weeks moving forward. I'm saying ranking him in the top 10 exposes flaws in processes. And, you know, we're guilty of this on Player Profiler, right? We have systems that extrapolate performances and create projections for the full season. And there needs to be an anchor component waiting previous years so you don't get out over your skis on players like Mike Williams and have them ranked ahead of a Mike Evans, a CeeDee Lamb, a Chris Godwin, a DK Metcalf. In hindsight, Mike Williams would not have been ranked in that place, but it's very difficult to create full season projections and know how much to wait the current year performances related to last year and the previous year and the year before that how much does mike williams 2018 season factor into his 2021 projection how about his 2019 how about his 2020 season these are very difficult questions but they're questions that we're pursuing answers to at roto underworld we're not just gonna pencil in a player like mike williams into the top 10 moving forward no we're not just going to run our process, post the rankings, and walk away. No, we're going to ask questions. How much should we wait previous seasons? How much should we allow a breakout season to define a player? There is no clear and definitive answer to that question, but it spurs inquiry. That's what this Mike Williams game, two for 19, that's what That's what it does. That's, it spurs inquiry. Because if I were sitting down, and I we're running my team, I would rather have DK Metcalf, and that was true last week as much as it's true this week, and our season rankings need to reflect that, because DK Metcalf's only ever been great in that X receiver role as his team's alpha, and Russell Wilson's getting those pins removed, so DK Metcalf's projection needs to be enhanced, needs to be adjusted upward, knowing that He's had games with Geno Smith on his 2021 season thus far, and we're going to see him with Russell Wilson moving forward, if not next week, the week after. Russell Wilson wants to come back. I think that Geno Smith did enough this week to start next week so they can ease Russ back by Week 10. Josh Palmer, touchdown. (laughs) I love seeing this. I love seeing these young players start to get opportunity like Josh Palmer. Be prepared for Josh Palmer to fully supplant Jalen Guyton sooner rather than later. Buck Saints, great game. Not a lot of takeaways, though. Not a lot of takeaways. We know Chris Godwin's great, right? We know Mike Evans will find a way to get you fantasy points, even when it's inefficient touchdown scoring. Marquez Callaway was hoping for more against Tampa. I expected more from Callaway. Adam Troutman, he was second- to Deontay Harris in targets, and he was used all over the field. He looked great out there. He was making plays. They were holding him. He's going to have weeks. Get ready, especially tight end premium. Go get Adam Troutman. He's just percolating beneath the surface. No breakout yet, but it's coming. It's so coming. It came for Tyler Johnson. Started him in the Scott Fish Bowl. Happy I did. Five for 65. That's good enough. This is what we're talking about. There's plenty of options where you know you can pencil in. Tyler Johnson was the lock. I, he's the one I actually started when I needed to plug and play a wide receiver in the Scott Fish Bowl. It was all about Tyler Johnson this week, and he gave you, I mean, 11.5 points. is like the exact number you're hoping to get when you stream a wide receiver from the waiver wire. Perfect. Perfect. Washington lost to the Broncos. Almost no takeaways here other than Jarrett Patterson's a guy to stash. Antonio Gibson's not 100%. Jarrett Patterson outcarried him. Jarrett Patterson was just as efficient as a runner. Jarrett Patterson is a good runner. I like Jarrett Patterson, the running back. He's not explosive, but he has a great feel for the position. He was a mega producer in college. McK- McKissick, 8 for 8, super productive and efficient. You love to see it. You love to see that from McKissick. In PPR leagues, it's amazing. This is the hack of PPR leagues. <laughs> McKissick's giving you 17 fantasy points. This <laughs> is and making up for McLaurin McLaurin is very volatile McLaurin and Tyler Lockett are players you just start every week you just start them on principle you just you take the 3 for 30 and you move on you're moving on Jarrett Patterson though Melvin Gordon just holding on good for Melvin Gordon good for him and Jerry Judy great to see him back no setbacks going 4 for 4 very encouraging same thing with Albert Akui Boonham 3 for 3 34 yards, crushed Noah Fant in the yardage department. Who knew? Who saw that coming? But this is my problem with Noah Fant is that Akui Boonham's his equal as a size adjusted athlete. Prefer Dallas Goddard, prefer Mike Esecki. It wouldn't even be crazy. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't be oh, with Judy and Akui Boonham back, a hot take. If you chose to have this take, it would seem so hot but yet not hot at all to say that Adam Troutman outscores Noah Fant for the rest of the season. (laughs) If you had that take, it would be so hot on the surface, yet not hot at all. Cowboys-Vikings, no Dak, no problem. The Cowboys' defense is too good. It means the wide receivers are going to be volatile. You're never going to know who's going to put up the big numbers. One week it's going to be Cooper. The next week it's going to be Lamb. Lamb. This week, they both got there, but with 20 points scored and Cooper Rush under center, that was almost a riddle of how you could get close to 250 yards from Lamb and Cooper in a game where Cedric Wilson also had 84 yards and the Cowboys only put up 20 points. In that game, the one thing you know is Elliott's going to give you absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. This defense is going to be a problem. If the Vikings can't put up more than 16 points, the Cowboys' defense is going to make it impossible for both the running game and the passing game to both put up big points week in, week out. This week, Elliott had to take the L. The week before, it's Cooper. The week before, it's Lamb. Elliott, Cooper, and Lamb cannot all go off at the same time if they're only scoring 20 points. Now they're 6-1. and one. It's a problem. It's a problem. But Cedric Wilson going three for three, getting down the field 84 yards, providing more reason if the Cowboys didn't have enough already to put Michael Gallup on the block. In the next 24 hours, watch Michael Gallup. He may be on his way out of town. I was wrong, I was wrong.